Hello, welcome to the Gaming Face Punch Gaming Roundup for whatever time we're doing it for, because we bloody feel like it we're doing it. I'm joined by Babster. Hello, Babster. How you doing? Um, yeah, it's good, I think. I good. hope. <laughs> yeah. That's a good start. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't know if I'm coming or going. I'll be I'll be frank with you. Everything's all go going around me at the moment. So hey, these things happen. Um, so as I always like to start off these conversations, uh, and I know I already know what the answer is. What have you been playing or streaming? Sorry. Um, Dark Ages of Camelot. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> really? I never knew that. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. You, you know what I've been playing. I've been playing Quake Two Enhanced, and I've been having a while of a time. Absolute while of a time. Oh, good. I've I've watched his stream, and I was going to comment. I was like, he's never going to see my comment because he's just too too much into it. I've I've yeah, I've been engrossed in that game, and I've I've forgotten how much I uh, I enjoyed it to be honest. And they've done a sterling job, and I know we're going to be talking about it later, so I won't say too much. Oh, good. I finally, finished, I finally finished off Angry Lesbians, the game, or The Last of Us Part 2, which is just fucking miserable. It's the oh, most God. miserable fucking bit of media I've ever touched. I'm, my, I, I promised myself I wouldn't buy it, but I was given it, and my friend said, play this. And I was like, I felt really obliged because I made him play a load of other games. They're really good quality games, I'll have you know, like Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, Days Gone, etc. And I played it, and there's some bits that I like about it. There's a bit at the end where you get a bloody MP, a silenced MP5, and it's awesome. And I'm like, why couldn't they have this like midway through the game? You know, have to take maybe taken off and then she gets it back at one point. But it's just, it's just miserable. The conclusion isn't conclusive enough. It has this break, neck-breaking, story-paced, destroying shift halfway through the game. Uh, and uh, I, it made me hate a character, even though I already hated the character. Maybe hate them even more because it ruined the pacing of the game. I was actually getting into it at that point, and then it just <laughs> destroyed it completely. But on the bright side, I do have the Expanse to play, and I'm going to play that and pretend I'm drummer, which will be interesting. Which is a Telltale game, and I think the second part's out, so I get to play episode one and two together. So looking forward to that. My wife is one of those ones where my wife will actually watch me play the game because it's got a story in it. Okay. So. Um, that helps. Uh, yeah, yeah, that helps. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, yes. Anyway, I think we should get on with the news. I've just realised something. Oh, I've done something really terrible. What have you done? What? I've turned what? off my note. I turned what? off the notes. What did you do? <laughs> I turned the bloody notes off. Hang on a second. Sorry, podcast listeners. I did something really silly. Um, but anyway, on with the The PS5 Slim, a long-rumoured model of the PS uh, model of Sony's PS5, has recently been showcased in video footage. However, an industry insider, Tom Henderson, who previously leaked the existence of the PS5 Slim, claims the new model isn't as slim as many expected. Now, um, I'm gonna do the the PS5 is a big boy. This is a very big boy. Yes. Absolutely it's a, huge. It's like I've seen micro ATX PCs that are smaller. Mm. Um, the Commodore yeah. one that we saw at um, uh, Retcon or whatever it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, sixty-four-one. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a damn sight smaller. Um, but it, it, it's it's interesting because at the moment we've got kind of people are kind of probably expecting like the size of a PS3 slim, maybe or a PS4 slim, and it's it, it looks like it's a it's a bit bigger. Sorry, I forgot to put the image up on screen there. So yeah. this is what we got. So given the size of it, it looks it looks what it look actually. Is that, still bigger really... than a, is that still bigger than a PS3, do you think? I think it's the same size as a PS3 Slim. A PS3 it's... Slim, not, not a PS3... No, not fat. No, I think it's the same as a PS3 Slim. I think it's as fat okay. as a PS3. Um, the Pro, I think, is exactly the same size. I, oh, Do you know what? The more I look at it, the more I actually like it, which is weird because when I first looked at it, I was like, mm, and it's, it's weird. It's like the F thirty five. It's kind of grown on me. I'm going to call it Sally, um, but yeah, it's um, oh, these are fan renders. Ah, oh, mother pus bucket. They're not even real. Mm, Damn, yeah. I should read the thing. Right, okay, yeah. hang on a second. The people who've done the fan renders, you've done a really good job because I really like those fan renders. They're fantastic fan renders. All right, I will I will say that they're fantastic fan renders because they are. Um, so we've got the fan renders versus whatever the reality is. So. So, what what are your thoughts on the size of it? Even though that's not the size of it we're looking at. Well, see, what we haven't got there is the size of the current PS5 in relation yeah. to the PS5 Pro. Yeah. So, is that the same size? And then they've just slimmed down with the slim? I, I, I don't know. Because the other thing, too, is... is, is Rumors of a detach- I know rumors of a detachable disk drive. Why? Why do you want to do that? So you can sell a PS5 Slim digital and then just buy a disk drive if you want a disk drive. Sounds weird. Okay, so you buy so you buy a digital, but it's got the space for you to attach the, the drive yeah, if drive. you want to afterwards. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know if I see the. I don't know if I see the point. I. Part of me is like kind of gives you the option, I suppose. I like, it, the, I like, the, yeah, I like yeah. the option. I love the option of, of of being able to 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 grow something. That's always the that's a great thing about PCs, yeah, is that yeah. you do have the option to, to mess to, around to with it, change like cases, yeah. change components. Yeah, yeah, okay. So and you can so, change the drives in them as well, can't yeah. you? Unlike Xbox. Yeah, so it's like uh, you know, in comparison with the digital edition, even having a detachable disk drive, it's. Challenging to envision what the PS5 Slim being much smaller than the original digital edition. Um, it's going to be smaller. I, I, the reason, one of the reasons I say it's going to be smaller is that copper heatsink is on the original was huge. One of the things they wanted to do is make sure the thing was was quiet and cool, uh, and they put a, a a butt ton of copper into it to make it work. Um, which is going to bump your price up straight away. Which is, yeah, straight away. Mm. Um, but it's like kind of. The launch rumors suggest that the PS5 Slim will be launched uh, this year, even though Microsoft is reportedly uh, anticipating it. Uh, that's what Mike, even Microsoft is anticipating its release. Sony might uh, soon pro, uh, provide an official details on the model. So I think with the leak might push it. There are some bits of footage online of someone filming somewhere. It look. I don't want to put it up in case we get we get struck. I've been very good with copyright strikes on this channel, and I'd like to keep it that way. Um, and Sony, especially when they had The Last of Us Part Two, um, 
more quite vicious in this this text, but yeah, Sony's recently discounted the the PS5 hardware too, so they may be discounting it to clear out the stock. So they clear out the stock so they can get the new models in. And and Sony are always quite good when it comes to making these models because they'll get it and then they'll manage to make it much more efficient. They'll only they'll, they'll reduce the amount of chips required into it. They reduce the amount of copper required into it. They reduce the amount of um, stuff required into it and, and and make it small. So the example I always give is the Seamus Blackley, who was the, the architect on the Xbox, he always marveled at what they did with the PS1 because the first version of it, I think, had 100 and something chips in the, when you first got it. The next version had like 60. The next version had 30. And the final version, that little tiny one thing, had a single chip in it. Yeah, because they managed to get it down to that way. And he was always, he always said that was something amazing that they'd done that they always wanted to do with this. And I imagine something like this is is going to come too. So it's, I'm, ho I'm hoping there's going to be another price drop for the Slim. It should be. So it should be slightly less than what the PS5 currently is at. Well, you, and then, you would think so, yeah. You'd hope so, yeah. Um, but we, we don't know. Um, so do, do we know that... Do we know if when the Slim comes out, it will just it just won't have a, a drive, and you've got to buy it separately, or are they going to package one together as well? Do we know that? I have no idea. But they've got to release something official because at the moment we're all dealing with rumours and some yeah. pocket footage that some guy has has, has done in the um, yeah in in the centre that are designing it. So uh, a Twitter user BWE described the PS5 Slim as being around five centimeters shorter than the standard model. Uh, the design includes a less curved Blu-ray drive, dual CS uh, dual CSB USB-C ports on the front. And a unique embossed symbol on the rear. So, mm, I like the idea. I do like the idea. Um, but hey, um, and then we've got uh, the PS5 Slim uh, with its detachable drive. It represents a new direction for Sony's gaming console. Why it might not be as slim as expected, it's a unique feature. It makes it a design choice for a noteworthy addition to the PlayStation family. Do you want to add anything to that? Well, um... What I was going to say was, because I haven't got a PS5, and I, I know you've got a PS5. Has, has, it got a, has it got a badge on the front? Front of the no. console? Oh, it no. hasn't. No, it hasn't. Yeah, I, I was just wondering, because depending on which orientation you have it, horizontal or vertical, mm -hmm. with the um, PlayStation 2, Mm. You could change the badge round, couldn't you? Yeah, like yeah, that. I like that. And you just could just swap it over to match whether it was upright yeah, or not. So yeah, I, was, I wonder I was if they were going to add add that kind of uh, feature again. But I suppose it's a little bit more, a little bit more work, isn't it? Mm. Would it be things. nice? It'd be nice. Would be but, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of a slim. I think we've all been waiting for a slim because they, they've done a slim with every model so far, haven't they? Even the PlayStation One had a a, a smaller version, um, yeah. so we, we knew it was going to go go down this uh, down this road. Are they going to change any of the specs? I wonder. Uh, well, on the see, the thing is, is because of the way the chips work, the chips are going to be cheaper. Hmm. Yeah, so they probably keep the specs roughly the same. So, so it'll probably be more expansion space or. 
the hard drive space. So I imagine that yeah. you'll get a full terabyte of, of storage on the Slim and two, maybe four on the Pro. Yeah, you, you need to start knocking up on those numbers now because it's it's way out of line for modern PCs, isn't it? Mm. Way out of line. I mean, one terabyte now, it's just it's nothing. Mm. Considering that you got bloody, was it Warzone at 100 gigabytes plus? That's yeah. quite a popular game. So, yeah. Anyway, mm. with that, I think we'll move on to our next story. So this one is Grand Theft Auto 6. The highly anticipated Grand Theft Auto 6 by Rockstar Games uh, may be hitting our shelves sooner than expected. A recent hints from Take-Two Interactive, Rockstar's parent company, suggests a potential release date before April 2025. My gut says May 2025 um, because they've always released them roughly about May-ish. And I know this because the film industry always gets a bit antsy when um, a Grand Theft Auto game comes out. And it's like, don't release any big pictures when a Grand Theft Auto because no one's going to be around to uh, to play it. Um, I was talk- Ironically, I was recently talking to someone about this because um, the money made from, from the last Grand Theft Auto game is, is absolutely mind-boggling. The financial mm. forecast for Take-Two Interactive's latest earning call reveals an ambitious target of $8 billion in net bookings for financial year 2025, uh, which spans from April 24 to March 25. The projection indicates the company is expecting a major games release within this period. I would like a Red Dead Redemption 3, but um, it's going to be Grand Theft Auto. That thing's made them $7.7 billion. It cost $235 million to make. That's a return. Apparently, this game here, they're spending two billion on making the game production. It's mind blowing. But considering the other one made seven point seven billion, it seems it, it seems like they can afford it. They can wow. afford, please be bloody good. I know it's got kind of like a, uh, a what do you call it, a, a Bonnie and Clyde feel to it. But um, Lainey Gold, the uh, Lainey Goldstein, sorry, the CFO of Take Two Interactive, expressed confidence in the company's uh, growth uh, stra- uh, tra- trajectory. She believes the effort uh, made this year will set the stage for a record-breaking operating performance that's coming years in the coming years, especially 2025. It's getting released in 2025. It's getting released in 25. If they're saying that, that's getting done there. So the, the CEO uh, inside uh, CEO Strauss Zelnick of Take-Two Interactive hinted at some uh, great success for the financial uh, for the fiscal year 2025. He mentioned a whopping, a whopping 36 games set to re- release during the fiscal year of 2025 and 2026. So we're getting a lot more games. Oh, please be good games. Please be good games. I think we have a story later on down the line about a Take-Two game that might be a bit disappointing. Um, there was also a hacking incident. Earlier the earlier this year, a teenager was accused of hacking Rockstar's game servers to leak details about Grand Theft Auto 6. The individual, Arion... Oh, my God. This is where... Kutaj. Arion Kutaj, uh, was deemed unfit for trial. Despite the setback, Rockstar Games reassured fans that the incident did not impact the live game services or development for ongoing projects. Um, that sounds a bit like... Half-Life 2, what happened with them. Um, 
Following the hacking incident, Rockstar expressed disappointment over the unauthorized sharing of their game's details. However, they did emphasize that the development of the next Grand Theft Auto game would continue as planned. If you've got shareholders, you can't sit there and say, actually, no, they've hacked. We've bollocks the whole thing up. We can't do any more. No, 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 no. Of course they're going to say that. That's that's pretty pretty standard fare there. Um, so we've got that. So, yeah, it's... The rumours is it's a Bonnie and Clyde style game and you get to go to at least three cities. So you get to go to Vice City, um, you get to San Andreas and you get to go to Liberty City. Wow, that's that's a good bit of fan service there as well. They do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thing is, there's, there's nothing wrong with Grand Theft Auto Five. People are still playing it. Um, Rockstar Games are doing it. It's going to be good, isn't it? It really yeah, is. I, I'm a little worried because I can't remember if um, the guy Daniel Hauser, who's responsible, has left. Oh, so I don't know. I don't know if he's left or not, and that that puts a big kind of that throws a big red flag, saying, "Is it is it going to be good? I don't know." Um, but yeah, oh. you know, he was taken so, over somebody from EA. Because if that's good, could you imagine? No, no, it's, uh, yes, so EA or Ubisoft, actually, pretty much anyone, anyone who isn't that person, I think, is is is, is not welcome. <laughs> yeah, I've. I've... I think it's in good hands with Rockstar. I do. As I said, we've got a story later that might might say otherwise. But hey, it's always one of these things. It's like with 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 Starfield. We want to make sure our expectations aren't too high, and we don't build this thing up to a ridiculous ridiculous extent. But you know, the gaming community is a buzz with the excitement as a potential release date for Grand Theft Auto Six draws closer. With Take Two's Interactive's optimistic projections and Rockstar's unwavering commitment to fans. We have a lot to look forward to in the coming years. As long as it keeps that irreverent humour and pokes fun at pretty much everyone, it should be fine. If it yep. goes, if it goes woke. Ah, uh, yeah. If it goes woke. I don't think it will. But we can't quite tell. So, um, We'll wait and see. But saying that, I've got uh, another story, another Rockstar, sorry. But, sorry, next story. Red Dead Redemption 2 PS4 port is a blatant ripoff, a blatant greedy ripoff. Um, Rockstar Games decided to port the original Red Dead Redemption to PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch, and it sparked controversy amongst fans. Many are upset against the game's price tag, uh, sorry, the game's price tag, and labelling, and acted it as a, as a clear act, sorry, and deemed it an act of clear greed. Um, we were talking about this, hoping for a remake. We were hoping that all they'd had to do is just get fucking Red Dead Redemption, pop it in the Red Dead Redemption 2 engine and bosh. Yeah, it's like 18 months worth of development rather than developing a whole thing because you've got the, the everything's all set up for Red Dead Redemption 2. Just need to make sure you get all the kind of set pieces and bits stored. But no, um, Rockstar Games uh, released the um, conversion of the original Red Dead Redemption for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch 
versions, uh, essentially the same game that they released in 2010. The only notable addition was being uh, support for more languages. Um, the price, oh sorry, the, we've got the, the price of the game, if you want to chime in there. Yeah, so the uh, the port is priced at 40 quid. That is horrendous, isn't it? Mm. 40 pound mm. for a pre for a an old, you know, how many generations are we going now? So it's like last year. Two generations. Two it's generations. Two generations. It's two generations behind. Um, yeah, for the Switch as well. I mean, it'd, it'd be nice for the Switch because at least you get your little cartridge. And But 40 quid. I'd have, I'd have thought 30 pound. But then the again, funny but, thing. Oh, Witcher yeah. 3, Witcher 3 when, when that was ported, I think that was about 40 quid, wasn't it? Mm. I I got, because it's, it's saying it's a port, I got the, the 360 version on my Xbox for about £8. Mm. Which is, I saw it, it's like, I'm having that quick before it goes and they change their mind. Um, yeah, I, I don't get the PlayStation. I thought it was already out on the PS4, Red Dead Redemption. And then Red Dead Redemption 2 is on the PS4, not Red Dead Redemption. Another, that was on the PS3. So PS3, given the yeah. fact that it had the weird cell architecture, it couldn't be ported across, Yeah, which is a little bit of a, fast, yeah, a little frustrating. They, for some reason, I thought they'd, they'd done a, in, like an enhanced version for the uh, PlayStation 4. Um, yeah. Obviously not. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't see the sales for the PS4 one being that great. No, I, I don't either. I, 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 as I said, if they'd have just plugged it into the Red Dead Redemption Two engine, it would have been fantastic. They even got the map. Mm. If you play Red Dead Redemption Two, you just when you complete it, you can go to the bottom part of the map past Blackwater, and you've got, you've got, the whole thing. It's it's mad. Um, to think that you've got the other game bolted onto the back end of it. Wow. Um, so we got Take Two's Interactive's Rockstar's. A parent company uh, defended the pricing. CEO Saras Zelnik explained that the pricing is commercially accurate. He also highlighted that the port includes the um, Undead Nightmare DLC, which is good, and I had fun with that. Um, which is a significant standalone game that was sorry, it was released as a standalone game. I know some my friend bought me that for my birthday. It was a very good birthday present. Um, the Xbox version of the game doesn't include the DLC, which is sold separately for six pounds seventy-five. So I could buy the game for a tenner and six, like, well, 17 quid for the, for the whole thing. Um, even when combined, the total still costs less than the PS4 and Switch versions. Um, the ports doesn't offer any technical improvements or additional content. Uh, moreover, the original game uh, it also excludes the original game's multiplayer feature, which we talked about. And I loved, it was me, Nigel, Ross, and my brother, and we were fighting the Mexican army as we were crossing the river. And it was fantastic. We had a shitty little raft, and they were just pow, 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 shooting at us, and we were just like just fighting back. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, we got the fan reactions, which was um, interesting. Yeah. Um... I haven't I haven't seen the, the announcements trailer actually, but what I don't get is the it's mentioning the the fans. I'm guessing that's predominantly going to be the PlayStation fans, not the Switch fans, because I think a lot of Switch 
fans aren't going to have those other consoles anyway. Mm. So what have they got to moan about that they'll be happy that a particular game is coming onto their platform? Um, regarding the PS4 fans, yeah, it just seemed like a money grab, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, you can see why I was a bit kind of, what was it? Um, apprehensive uh, with the Apprehensive with the other one, yeah. So, yeah, I get you, I get you. Yeah, so it's, you know, the decision to port Red Dead Redemption 2 without significant enhancements at a high price point is clearly, has clearly not resonated well with the gaming community. As fans have voiced their concerns... It remains to be seen how Rockstar Games and Take Two Interactive can respond to this backlash. I think, um, I think it's, I think it was, uh, I think they bollocks this up. There was opportunity there. They, could, as I said, they could. Ooh. No one saw that. No one saw that. I just need to. Oh, right, sorry. There's a, there's a switch on there. I should have turned off. Um, yeah. So it's. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed. We reported on Red Dead Redemption uh, remake, and, and we were expecting it to have um, something significant, and it didn't. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can say about it. I'm sorry. It's the only way I can I can sum it up sensibly. Anyway, I like the uh, idea. I like the idea. There's a physical release. Mm. Um, keep physical alive, but I. Yeah, I, I am surprised that the, the Switch hasn't got the complete um, DLC for it, like uh, when they released Witcher 3, because that had all the DLC mm. with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, next story. Starfield! Yay! What's this uh, game then, Gareth? <laughs> I have no idea what this game is, but this week, because we 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 have, I I I am a firm believer of tempering expectations. They haven't shown us too much of what's going on. We've seen some goofy mistakes, which is fine. It is a Bethesda game. There was Fallout seventy six. There was problems with Fallout four. There was problems with Fallout New Vegas. The bugs come as standard in Bethesda games. That's what I've got reached the conclusion. But Starfield's upcoming RPG is poised to be one of the most significant AAA releases of 2023. Uh, with the universe facing over a thousand planets and only a hundred habitable, uh, the game promises a vast, immersive experience. And here we are to look at four aspects that the fans are eagerly anticipating. Come on, Babstar, let's hear you. Let's hear what you've got to say on this. I know that you were you were a big elite dangerous player, and um, well, you have a thousand a thousand planets is nothing really compared to elite dangerous. I think elite dangerous adds oh, forty billion. <laughs> so, and I think yeah. even to this day, only something like naught point naught one something percent of the entire galaxy has been explored, and it was released in 2014 so there you go that just shows the, the scale of the game i don't but, want to know how uh, much of no man's sky hasn't been discovered oh that's a good point that's... yeah <laughs> i probably haven't I... even hit one percent yeah yeah 
But uh, yeah, so we've got shipbuilding and customization. Uh, one of the standout features of Starfield is uh, is shipbuilding and customization. Players can modify their starting ship, um, the frontier, in various ways, from aesthetics to functionality. Additionally, players can purchase other ships, allowing for a collection of unique vessels tailored for a different mission type. Um, so that's that's nothing new, but it's nice. No, it's nice to be included. <laughs> it is nothing. It, it, uh, what I, I would like is is they're talking about this. I'd like to have like a big ass like you get you get your freighter in No Man's Sky. Mm. A big ass like base, a, a, a base that you can take around with you, and you can park your ships in. That'll be yeah. further on into the game, though. I imagine. Yeah. I'm you're not going to get sold to me as DLC. You, you know, well, there is, you're not going to get that to start off with. You're, you're going to have like a little biplane, aren't you? To start with. <laughs> going to give you. A, going to give you a Skoda, a space Skoda. That's what it is. Yeah, or a larder, a larder with wings. And then people larders. Are, yeah, yeah, as I said, and people wonder why it's worth like ten salami sandwiches. Um, yeah. So what else we got there? We've got, so, we've so got the got ship customization. Uh, I've seen a bit of that. Yeah, uh, we've got character customization. So uh, Pretty... Bethesda has revamped its character creation process. The game offers an extensive range of customization options, from physical appearance to backstory. Players can select from various backgrounds each providing unique starting skills. Additionally, players can choose their traits for their character, which will influence their in-game experience. I like the idea of that. There's a bit of that in Cyberpunk as well. Yeah, it's... Uh, but again, it's... you can customise your character. Yay, we've seen all that before. But I like the idea of the background, because isn't that the same as... Um... Oblivion and... Hang, hang, hang on a second. I'd just like to point out with the backgrounds, yeah. Go on. Um, the backgrounds in Cyberpunk were absolutely pointless. Well, there was. That is true. So uh, actually, no, they corpo, weren't. They, they weren't. Because I was a corpo and nothing came up with me no, being a corpo. They, they weren't pointless. You had different um, dialogue options, apparently. Did you? Okay. And no you, one and ever you could, showed me that. Other, yeah, other you, could get round, you could get round certain characters depending on where you were from. So if you're from the street or, yeah. So, mm. yeah, that, that was in there. So that's interesting. I like the idea of that. Um, side quests. Hang on a so, second. Hold on a second. On. I can hear Preston Garvey, and he says another settlement needs your help. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen, right, there's, there's, just before you carry on, there's, on. there's a great little clip of someone at like a fan convention and they're talking to someone dressed up as a ghoul and I think I can't remember if he's the, he's the mayor of the opposing town to um, uh, the green, whatever it is, uh, Diamond City, yeah? And, and as he's talking to him, Preston Garvey, this guy dressed as Preston Garvey goes, a ta uh, was it a, a quick a settlement needs your assistance or something like that and I'm like pissing myself laughing because that's what, pretty much what he did throughout the game with these radiant, horrible radiant quests. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, ooh, yes. So go on. Sorry to interrupt. I'll, I'll let you go. That's all good. So side quests. So Beth Bethesda is known for its intricate side quests, and Starfield is expected to be no exception. Given that the game reportedly has double the dialogue of Fallout 4, Just players so. can anticipate a plethora 
have engaged in side missions that delve deep into the game's lore and world. Well, we all love side missions. Um, I, I tend to just do side missions and deviate off the main mission anyway I, to get loads I of tend stuff. To, <laughs> I tend to play it, and it's like if I get a side mission, I do all the side missions, and then when I've done all the side missions, that's like I'm, I can move on to the next mission, which that's will exactly then unlock more that. side missions and yes. just hundred percent like that. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Um, I I didn't play Fallout Four, so I can't really comment on. Uh, whether the dialogues can be better. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't as great. good as, as 3 in New Vegas. It was okay. closer to Mass Effect than it was to... Think. Mass Effect was fine, but it wasn't like you had the speech points where it's like clearly if you had 60 more speech points, you could get around this person. You didn't see things like that. Um, and it only really had like four options. And you click the option and it was pretty much... We gave the same reply pretty much and it was a bit, a bit shit in places for that. But... I still enjoyed myself playing it. I'll be honest with you. I still I like I just like exploring around the world and having people to to interact with. The downside isn't this has got nine hundred planets worth of no one. Maybe some robots. Maybe an alien probe. Maybe some alien robot probes. But yeah. So it, hopefully the side missions will be good. There'll be some goofy ones in there. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's like there was always the. I'm hoping that they put the. Um, Lovecraftian ones in there, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping they put some Lovecraftian references like they do in the Fallout games, because you play the Fallout games. There's one area called the Dunwich Borers, and you go in there and you start getting flashbacks of all the stuff that went down before the bombs fell, and then there's these giant statues and human sacrifices and stuff like that, and it's like wow. Then there was the Dunwich Building, which had a book that you needed to push into a column to kind of exercise it, and you listen to this guy as he became more ghoulified as uh, he went further and further through the building. So uh, I'm hoping I get something like that. Just one mission. I don't need the whole thing. Just one mission where it's like, ooh, this is like kind of left field sort of thing. Sorry. I'll, I, I'm, no, it's okay. I, I'm expecting um, some ID software Easter eggs because of their um, involvement in the combat, apparently. Um and because of something else we're talking about later on, uh-huh. I think that that will that'll be in there. But anyway, exploring the, the thousand planets, the game boasts a staggering one thousand planets. While these planets are procedurally generated, Bethesda has added a personal touch by manually modifying them. This combination ensures a vast universe with handcrafted content making exploration a core aspect of the game they did exactly the same in elite dangerous so it was into mm. one-to-one um representation of our galaxy and then they they added planets based on science mm. um but obviously this has got a thousand planets so to me that's not very many especially when you've been playing Elite and uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah. But uh, it, dep- it does depend on what they're going to put on these planets. I, I don't want I don't want a thousand planets with, with life. I want... Because th- that's the good thing about Elite. When you're playing Elite, you, you do end up visit- visiting a lot of rocks, a lot of 
non-atmospheric planets. But then when you do come across life, it's more of an excitement. It's more of a wonder because of that exploration part of it. And, oh, look what I found. Whereas if every planet you go to, you're, you know you're going to find something. It's, yeah. It takes that wonder out of it, exploration. Yeah. So I'd, I am all for that. Um, but it depends on what they've handcrafted in there. It depends how big the planets are, how much of that planet can you explore. Um, mm. Going back to Elite Dangerous, you could literally um, land on a planet and you could spend days, weeks, trying to go around this planet, depending on the planet, because it's it's one-to-one -one of a representation of the size of a planet. I don't know what how big these planets are going to be. Are they going to be based yeah. on clients? Are they going to be based on um, planets that we know of? So I'm unsure. Is it, is it going to be like a little kind of sandbox area rather than a whole planet's next question? I hope because so. Because we know, we, we know that there's, when I say sandbox, I mean like kind of not a whole planet, but just like a, a like a, I don't know, a four kilometers by four kilometer area that you can explore. So um, that's that's another concern. Are you going to get a vehicle? A well, yeah. Where, walking around, walking where are you going to land? The whole planet? Are you always, yeah. it's, let's say you're on your ship. Can you choose where, where you want to land on the planet so like you can in Elite? Can you, or... can you recall your ship like you can in No Man's Sky? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, these are, these are questions that we need yeah. answers to. Can I'm you afraid. send your ship, ship back up? Um, yeah. they've, they've got a lot of reference points haven't they they've got a lot there's a lot of release games already out there that they they can steal ideas from and then improve on them mm. um so yeah i'm i'm still super positive for this game they're putting a lot into this aren't they they've, they've uh, microsoft need this because if this fails xbox is dead i'm sorry it xbox is dead but um, it says, you know, Starfield is shaping up to a monumental release in the gaming world from the integrated customization options to universe waiting to be explored. Players are in for a real epic space adventure as the launch date approaches. Anticipation continues to build for this blockbuster RPG. And I say, just be careful. Don't get your hopes up too high, just in case. Yeah, if we can do that, everything will be fine. Don't get your hopes up, Baxter. Just temper expectations. You'll it'll, it'll work out. Trust me. Um, so yes, um, and with that, next up. <laughs> so, the classic shooter Quake 2 has been made into, has made its grand return to the PlayStation Store, is now available for PS5, PS4, uh, the remaster comes with a plethora of enhancements, additions, and promising, uh, and promising an enriching gaming experience for fans of old, uh, for the fans old and new. And someone's been playing this game religiously since it came out. So, me, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna bring up the price points and then just leave it all over to you because I think that's probably the best way of going. So, at the moment, Quake Two is reasonably priced at. $9.99 or $7.99 and it's available for the, on the PlayStation Store for both PS4 and PS5. 
also available for other consoles. It's free on Games Pass, if I understood that correctly, both on the PC and on the console, which is fantastic. If you've got that, play it, give it a go. Uh, nothing lost. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. I like that. I remember I like the soundtrack on it. Was it Nine Inch Nails or someone did the soundtrack? Or someone from Nine Inch Nails did the soundtrack on it? But yeah, t- come on. T- t- you've been playing this. You, you're, you're the expert. Uh, Let's see what you got to say. Oh, it's it's absolutely wonderful, mate. I've, I've, like we said on, on one of the previous, I, I know we, we didn't know what was going to come out. I know you wanted a um, tw- Doom 2016 remake, I, I, didn't you? I, I was hoping I want this to be a success so that they are willing to make a Quake Doom 2016 sort of thing. Yes. So yeah. it needs to be successful. So that's why we're bigging it up because I yeah. want to see what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll come back to that in the conclusion. <laughs> so Quake 2, uh, enhancements and features. The game boasts several notable improvements, fully functional online modes with cross-play support. They've also kept in LAN play. Now, that was one of the things that I was worried about they were going to get rid of because Mm. it's not a thing anymore, but they've kept it in there. So you can pick up your CRTs, grab your PCs, get on your mates, order some pizzas, drink lots of Red Bull, sit around a table and play this game. Ah, great. So... I've got to get that planned. <laughs> uh, so what else have we got? We've got motion control support, allowing players to aim using their controllers' motion centers. I'm not sure if anybody's going to be using that. It, it's no. fun to use on the Switch, I suppose, once just to test it out. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they tried it with the first Quake um, remaster mm. release and I did have a little play of it and to be honest it works works okay but uh, not as good as a game like Metroid um, Prime on the Wii using the mm. motion controllers that work perfectly yeah uh, so we've also got enhanced visuals including up to 4k and widescreen resolution support improved Enemy animations, um, enhanced models, dynamic and coloured lighting, and and more. The original heavy rock soundtrack by Sonic Mayhem. So when this was first released back in the day, your soundtrack was on the CD. So the game had run. It would pick the soundtrack off off the CD, and you'd get the get the music playing. Absolutely awesome. Ah, Unfortunately, uh, I, when they ported it back to Steam and you bought it, you didn't get the soundtrack. So there's pla- there's, there's people out there who've played Quake 2 on Steam that haven't heard the soundtrack. And it's oh. a massive Yeah, it's a massive part of the game. Um, so to, I remember, I remember listening back, to this. I was going to say, I remember listening yeah. to the soundtrack from the CD. It's so good, mate. It's so good. Really is good. Um, regarding the enemy animations, they've they've improved them with the AI as well. So they'll now not just duck like they did in the original. They'll mm. strafe left and right. Um, if they're on a platform, they'll jump down at you now. 
and attack you. So there's there's little tweaks like that to the to the uh, to the animations and the AI, which is which is really good. The dynamic and the color lighting is lovely. It really is nice. Um, no need for um, an RTX card. Ray tracing, even though Quake Two um, ray tracing version of, of the game is so impressive. I, I I would like to I would like to see the ray tracing part. I really would. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but now they've done a good job with the, with the lighting um, without the ray tracing. Uh, there's also um, a new expansion um, that Machine Games have uh, have added called Call of the Machine, and it's a brand new expansion. Um, offers players twenty eight campaign levels and a multiplayer deathmatch map enriching the overall gameplay experience so basically you get a brand new quake 2 for that's not just an expansion pack that is a full game that's that's like buying, buying quake 2 again but a, but yeah different quake story two, hang on a second are you saying quake 2.2 two, two. Two. <laughs> two, quake 2.2 two. Two. yeah yes 2.2 two. desmond um yeah um we've also got um quake 264 also in the package um a version i never played uh an interesting yeah, I, addition I, I, to the remastered um yeah i knew what? that doom 64 exists i never knew there was a quake 64 yes quake 64. i never knew that yeah oh. um and again that's that's an uh, another experience for you um I don't know if all the levels are different or they just laid them out slightly different, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a different it's a different game because um, you've got you've obviously got the N sixty four sounds and mm. the different music in that as well. So again, you've got another version of Quake. Um, so it's a multiplayer experience for those looking to enjoy Quake two with friends. The remaster supports a four player split screen mode. Couch and Sony's platforms, you know what I mean? Couch, couch co-op, back to the days of um, a, Golden a, Eye, just like Golden Eye uh, in split screen. Just like to point out, it's not just the Sony ones. The reason I, I pulled this from a Sony site that's why the new story's got all the Sony bits in there. Yeah. So it, yeah. the Xbox has got I, it too. Um, I haven't even looked yeah. at that. So, so for me, I, I just thought so. I just thought it was the uh, the Sony one, but that's that. That's so yeah. cool, but they they they've gone to town on this. And for, for seven, at first when I put Steam on, um, I was like, "Well, where is it? Where, where is it? I want to buy it." But basically, if you've already got Quake Two on 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 PC, it just it just updates, just updates. It doesn't change the icon or nothing. So you click on the icon for Quake Two, and then you get a list. Of choosing either the original Quake Two or the enhanced version of Quake Two, so uh, that's something to note because it fooled me for for a little bit. I was on the uh, I was on the store looking for it, and nothing was all was pop, all that the only thing that was popping up was Quake Two. Um, but uh, obviously, if you're a console user, you haven't got to worry about that because you just type Quake Two in, and it's the uh, it's it's the first time um, it's been available for. Uh, the latest generation of machines 
but uh, it's the, it's the sound. It's not just the music that they've changed. It's the it's the tweaks to the sound they've improved as well. So mm. now you've got um, modern surface sounds depending on where you're treading. So they've added mm-hmm. that to it. Um, so that's really nice. There's there's reverb and. Uh, different audio enhancements depending on where you are in the levels that mm. they've properly sat down and uh, thought about it but they haven't changed the gameplay as in you know ruined anything they've they've just improved on on every single thing you know you've got hit counters now you've got a, um, a weapons wheel and an item wheel that you can bring up and it slows down time. So you can mm. use that to your advantage in some situations, which is quite yeah. cool. Um, the only little tiny gripe I've got mm-hmm. is they've dumbed it down slightly for modern audiences and console players, unfortunately, whereas it now tells you um, you can you can basically bring up where you've got to go in the map. Okay. So there's like a little marker which you didn't have before. You had to work it out yourself. And they've also added um, my pet hate, which is press X to crouch, press space to jump. And uh, that really bugs me. Mm. <laughs> but they are minor, minor, minor um, grievances. Mm. It's amazing. Well, good. Um, Quake 2 Remaster promises to deliver a revamped and enriched experience for fans of the classic shooters. With an array of enhancements, new content, multiplayer features, it's set to be a must-play for both newcomers and returning players. You will uh, be uh, diving back into the world of Quake 2. If you'll be diving back into the world of Quake 2, let us know in the comments below. Anyway, Don't forget to save. Don't play it for an hour. Get so engrossed and then die, and then you just start levelling again. <laughs> anyway, I, th- I, th- I think we'll, uh, we'll go on to our next story. Turbo mode engaged! <laughs> so, yes. Um, yeah, well, so we're just... Uh, we're, uh, I just want to do one thing before we go any further. Oh, no, it's there. That's fine. <coughs> so I'm just going to press this button again. Sorry for the podcast listeners. We're trying something new. I think it's going to work. But here we go. The classic arcade Popeye is making a comeback, this time on the Atari XL EX platform with the VBX. You have to explain what they are in a moment, perhaps. Uh, developed developed by Woj. Um, Woj. I, I have no idea. Woj. 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 Gareth. Okay. What is it? Gareth. Do you want to start again? What? Would you like to start Why? again? Because you've called it the Atari XL EX. It's XL XE. <laughs> XL XE. Oh my God. <sighs> Excuse me. Popeye's VBEX, another arcade port, but this time it's coming to the Atari 
XL XE with VP XE. What if the that is? I don't know what that is. <laughs> the classic arcade Popeye is making a comeback this time on the Atari XL EX platform with XE. VP XE. XE. Developed by Woj, this arcade conversion promises to bring back the nostalgia of the original game with Popeye navigating challenges set by Brutus and the Sea Hag. Mm. The classic gameplay, just like the original uh, players, will be controlling Popeye, collecting hearts, musical notes, and the letters H-E-L-P, dropped by Olive. As always, Brutus and the Sea Hag will be there making things challenging. The arcade conversion of the game is a one-to-one -one replica of the arcade version of Popeye on the VBXE. What is this VBXE? Tell me, Babs, if I cry out loud, I'd like to know. I, I, I don't know. Visual... It's a, I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's an expansion board. Yeah, it, it might I am be. sure it's an expansion board. I thought you would know this, but, you know... Um, uh, I should have researched this, shouldn't I? <laughs> You should have researched. Uh, so I'm sure it's an expansion board. I read there was an expansion board. It's an expansion board, Babster, all right? It's fucking okay. an expansion board. It's an expansion board. <laughs> okay. It's an expansion board. So there's a, there's a video here. Let's, let's, let's put this on. I'm going to turn the volume off there just so we don't get any strucky wikis. So, so let's move this to so Popeye. There we go. So we've got Popeye there. Is he's going through his thing? So um, there's a, at the moment we got the video showing off a showcase of a work in progress, uh, give the fans a glimpse of what to expect. So you're you live in the retro gaming world, Babster. That's not Birmingham. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the announcement of the game. So tell me about how the announcement of the game was received by the community. You, as I said, you are the community. So let's hear what you said. Part of that community. So, so the announcement has, has angered. What, what is that? The announcement got mixed reactions from the community. While some appreciate the effort and the nostalgia, others question the need for such a port when the original can be played on main. However, many recognise the hard work and dedication that goes into such projects and the value they bring in showcasing the potential of older systems now yes you can download mame and plug in the popeye rom and play the original yeah. arcade version but that's not i mean straight away you shouldn't have the rom anyway unless you've got the the, the full arcade and it's a backup of that rom that's the okay. first thing okay um why... i like I, I, I like the litigiousness <laughs> there that's very good why it's angering certain people i have no idea this is always good to see conversions wow. on old systems and especially when they're at such a standard that they're one-to-one -to, -one to an arcade because back in the day you just got what money and limited amount of time was given to game developers, or you got a crappy port from another machine. Um, 
You knew what was coming then, didn't you? Crappy port from another machine, Gareth. We won't mention mm. it. We won't mention the name Amstrad, but there you go. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, Actually, I had to press the button. I had I, to press the button. It's in your font until the thing this time around, so it's hard to hide. It's nice, that is. Um, <laughs> in all fairness, in all fairness to the Amstrad, because I do love the Amstrad, as, as you know, but the Amstrad ended up getting crappy ports from the other systems, um, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah. Go, go, going back to Pop, Popeye, because me and you can argue about Amstrad yes. versus Spectrum yes, going back for to a good, good, good while. Going back to Popeye, um, I, I, it's, right, so in my head, yeah, pointless. Okay, the reason, that it's, this is a Go technical on. flex sort of thing. Yeah, this Go is on. a guy flexing to say yes. that he can he can yeah. do this. Yeah. I'm good enough programmer, I can do this. Yeah. Why not? Um, it, and that's fine. It's fine. But guys, we, we you could make something new, make us a whole new game. You can do that. I know that you've got the brand recognition with 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 Popeye and whatnot, but you could make a whole new game, like a nice homebrew game from it. And I'm sure they're more than capable of doing it. And then they can release it as as a ROM or uh, uh, what you call it, or an actual bit of physical hardware. It would sell. People interested in that. I know they're interested in that because you were pushing that um, side-scrolling shooter game that was put together was a while back, which I asked not to win the competition, and I won the competition. It looked like I, it was rigged. Um, yes, TX1696. You can uh, pre-order that on LuckyRedFish.com. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that one in there. What one thing I will say? So, okay, what's cheaper? Buying the full arcade machine or downloading this, playing it on an original machine or mm -hmm. or playing it on an emulator. So there is that. So I, I've got an argument for the emulator thing. Go on. I'm sure the copyright's expired on this. Okay. And that's why he's probably, that's one of the reasons I reckon he made it because the copyright's expired, so he's not going to get sued. Mm, maybe. So, maybe. So, which is, which is, you know, which is fine. So, um, it's, I would love you know, this arcade things. machine. I would love this arcade machine, but it's not going to happen. But we've we've got... had this conversation bef before about owning arcade machines because I want, I want an arcade machine, but my wife will murder me twice. <laughs> that's that's a video all on its own. That is. That is. Um, necromancy is a terrible thing. Yeah. Um. But it was sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, I've got great memories of this game um, from from when I was a kid, um, going on holiday to, I think it was Talaka in Wales, um, going to the one of the local arcades, and and this game was there, and I loved it, and I, I love the Popeye, the old Popeye cartoon, and even the movie that that was released. I thought the casting in that was incredible. I don't know if you remember the uh, the old Popeye movie. We've um... what with Robin Williams? Yeah, yeah. Robin I barely I remember that. I really, yeah. I, it, it was just I remember watching old... it on Channel Four, and it was just bizarre as all hell. Oh yeah, bizarre film, uh, bizarre film. But so, uh, so, yeah, it was yeah. good, good, good fun. But, oh my god, can we not put it on the VBXE on the Atari XLXE? That does not roll off the tongue. I have trouble pronouncing names because I know that the importance of names, yeah. But <laughs> that... You can um, just say Popeye for the Atari XL XE. 
You could just say that. That's what the notes. I wrote the note. The notes. Follow the notes. Follow the notes. Follow the notes. Go on. And then. on that note, time to go on to our next story. Max Payne 2. It usually ups the press button. Let me go again. Max Payne 2 mods bring back Sam Lake's face and add an addition, add a first person mode. Um, for the fans of the iconic Max Payne 2, um, there is a new mod in town that promises to rekindle some of the nostalgic moments. Modder. Finish, maybe? I'm going to say Finish 22. Uh, has unveiled his version of the game which reintroduced Sam Lake's face but also as an experimental first person mode. Now if I remember correctly Sam Lake was the uh, a Remedy employee who had his face scanned in for Max Payne. Uh, the mod brings back the original face. Um, in subsequent games the game was based off of Timothy Gibb from Max Payne 2 and James McCaffrey, uh, McCaffrey of Max Payne 3. The complete trilogy experience will combine. Uh, well, oh, sorry. The complete trilogy experience will be the combination of this mod and another mod of Max Payne 3. Players can experience the entire Max Payne trilogy with the original Max Payne face, fulfilling a long-held wish and desire for many die-hard fans. So, apart from Matey's name up there. Have a, 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 what are you going to do, Tutu? Um, <laughs> what, what else is this? You, you, you love to pick these ones. You really do love to pick these ones. Um, what we got? Here, what else goes with it? So what we've got for this old school yeah, kind so, of throwback? Yeah, well, it's a mod. So additional mod features. Um, Max Payne 2 old school Remix mod comes with several, several other enhancements. So we get a, a reworked level loading screen um i'm wondering if that's going to be the comic style that we oh yeah because the resolution would be really crap on a 4k thing yes i imagine that's going to be the case so i'm wondering if that's going to change uh enhanced in-game environmental effects game termination if max kills innocent people okay Weapon tweaks, including a suppressed MP5, a safety range for M79, and an increased rate of fire for the jackhammer. Hmm. Um, I only played a quarter of the way through Max Payne 3. Played the first one, second one, religiously, hmm. um, and finished those. Um, so, yeah, it'd be nice to... Um, gel it all back together. Uh, yeah, it, it it would be. It's always nice to hear about these kind of um, what you call it, the, these remakes and stuff that people do. Because uh, it's this, this this adds on certain bits, and they've made what they believe are improvements in the game. And uh, it's well, it's community mod. It's, it's community mod, and you're not paying for DLC. It's a community mod, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's like I can't. Um, I can't remember what the jackhammer is. No, I'm trying to think. I'm what just really trying to remember what the bloody jackhammer is. Is it like a shotgun thing? I have no idea. I really don't. I, I'm gonna we have points deducted from my nerd card um, because I can't remember what the bloody weapon is. Um, 
the thing is it says jackhammer it makes me think of the um a, a bloody halo weapon um for for some reason so go and look it up just as because it's just that's doing my nothing because it's like oh yeah 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 i know this i know this and a jackhammer what the hell is a jackhammer um so the but jack what are you looking at the, the jackhammer holds 12 rounds in the drum magazine um so is it shotgun? Are, uh, it's a top shotgun yeah oh, okay shotgun. all right so um another thing to note that sam lake is in alan wake 2 and uh, sam lake is set to appear in the upcoming alan wake 2 game portraying fbi agent alex casey interesting the mod uh rendition of sam lake's face closely rips represent closely resembles the upcoming portrayal of uh of Sam Lake, well, the, not the Sam Lake of the Alex Casey character. Um, the retro visual appeal uh, screenshots mods showcase Sam Lake's face in uh, Max Payne 2, capturing the hero's charm of the original game. He always looked constipated. <laughs> he always looked constipated. He's like, ah, when, I, when I pass this, when I pass this, I will kill you all. Mm. Um, but uh, in conclusion, the Max Payne 2 mod by name that i can't pronounce is a delightful treat for fans blending old with new uh, uh, by introducing sam lake's face and adding the additional first person mode it offers players a uh, a refresh for this nostalgic experience whether you're revisiting game or playing it for the first time the mod presents a unique journey through the world of max Payne 2 which is cool very cool so I think it's time we moved on to our next story. If I can just find the right button. Uh, that one. No, no, still doing anything. Still doing anything. Right. A Raspberry Pi RP2040 runs Doom on a keycap. Okay. So we've got a thing. Will it play Doom? We've seen it on Spectrum. We've seen it on teletext. We've seen it on. I'm sure we'll cover everything. We've seen it on, on a fridge. Fridge. Uh, pregnancy uh, test. Uh, pregnancy test. Yes, we've seen it on a pregnancy <laughs> test. Seen it on a calculator. Yeah. Um. And now, and now we have um. Keycap. The, the keycap. So the classic game Doom has been ported to countless devices over years. Its latest rendition is you something truly unique. Thanks to the Raspberry Pi's RP2040. Microprocessor Doom can now be played on a custom keycap, showing the versatility uh, and potential of both game and hardware. Um, Doom's new home, um, Bob, the Keep, oh, the Keep project. What's that? Keep project, but the Keep, Keep project. Uh, Keeps project. <laughs> Keeps project. Yes, our fat man in Thailand um, has managed to run Doom inside a custom keycap, utilising a tiny custom PCB powered by a Raspberry Pi 2040 microprocessor, it all encased within clear resin. It's a bit of a mouthful. Um, <laughs> the, the ports managed to get the version on the existing RP2040 Doom um, ported by... Uh, sorry. Oh, my God. Hang on. I bollocksed all of that up. It's so bad, I'm going to do... Right, will it play Doom? I didn't bollocks up the last one, podcast listeners. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody sees. So the what classic Doom version of... 
Sorry, we'll do one. We've got to do one on a kick. <laughs> Bugger! <laughs>
Okay, from three. All right, I'll go from three. Whilst the idea of playing Doom on a keycap might raise eyebrows regarding practicality, it undeniably uh, showcases the innovability, in, in, innovation and spirit of the tech community. It's a testament to the blend of gaming nostalgia and cutting-edge hardware. How's that? Is that better? Awesome. Oh, excellent. We can cut that bit out too. You're awesome. going to fucking hate me. <laughs> I, I did go. I, you have to say I did well up until that point. You did very well. You did very well. It, it was just Bob. Um, so we've got a Bob. custom PCB design, haven't we? To achieve the yeah. Doom experience in such a compact form factor, Bob, Bob designed a custom PCB. This board, tailored to snugly fit inside the keycap, houses a display module that supports the game's original resolution. Additionally... The USB port is integrated for both input and power. Oh, so I'm guessing that's sticking out the side, is it? Yeah, you need to plug a controller or a mouse or something into it. So, yeah. 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 It's the fact that they've managed to get a little LCD, and it was it, 320 by 200 pixels. Yeah. Because that's like, it's literally the end of it. The size is slightly bigger than the, the, the bit that, of the USB-C that you get. They've got USB-C. If you can see the USB-C there, you can see that it's slightly longer and slightly wider. Yeah. Yeah, so on there we can see... We've got... I don't know if you can see my mouse. Can you see my mouse there? Yeah. So that's your USB-C there. And if you just flip it on the side, slightly wider and slightly longer. Um, yeah. Which is okay. amazing. It is amazing. It, it is so, good. I, I mean, I wonder what those screens are generally used for. Because it's full, that's full colour as well, isn't it? I mean... I wonder what it would... I have no idea. Why would you build something like that? What would you need something like that for? It must be nefarious. It must be nefarious. It must be for some, like, evil, like Dr. Evil doing nefarious things you somewhere. You can certainly in, in get away. Kind of... You can certainly get away with playing Doom, though, now, on your keyboard while you're at work. You don't need a boss key anymore. You've literally got it there, haven't you? I mean, the, I... the, the joypad might give it away. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yes. Um, You've got to have good eyes, haven't you? You need Superman eyes for, uh, for that screen. I had a thing called Shadow Play. You ever heard of Shadow Play? Yes, I remember Shadow I had, Play. Yeah. It was no, 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 no. Shadow. It was not Shadow Play. It's like it was a PC in the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, a yeah. play. Okay, yeah. oh, that's fine. Yeah. I I had that, and I used to play Doom 2016 at work. Yeah, on the network, because it just it just showed up as a regular app. It just showed up as using a virtual machine, which is yeah, fantastic. Just, yeah, because you, you had a high 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 spec machine, didn't you? For, for at the time, it was. Yeah, and you yeah. could customize your own desktop, and yeah, I, I remember uh, they, they were trying to flog the idea at EGX back in. 2018, I want to say, maybe 2019. Mm. But uh, yeah, embracing the spirit of community collaboration, Bob, Bob has made the project open source, and the RP2040 Doom fork source code, along with Graham Sanderson's original code, is available on GitHub. Get, it's a GitHub, GitHub for enthusiasts, uh, enthusiasts to explore. 
just keep all this in. It's going to be much more entertaining. I'll, I'll, I'll give it all right. in. Keep it all in. GitHub. Just keep the swearing out where Git, I just went off on one. Right? GitHub. GitHub's sister site. That's what I want to know. GitHub. GitHub. Mm, maybe. <laughs> um, the Doom Keycap project is a brilliant fusion of retro gaming and modern tech innovation. It serves as testament to limitless possibilities in the realm of tech and gaming, challenging our perspectives on what is possible. Whether you're a gaming aficionado or a tech enthusiast, this project is bound to captivate and imagine and, and, and imaginate. I made that word up. <laughs> it captivate it and captivates your imagination. I supposed to say imagine your imagination, it. but I said captivate yeah. and, Im and then it was like, you imagine it. And imagination doesn't work, but imaginate yeah. does. So yeah. it's imaginate. Imaginate. I like it. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we have created a word. Today's word is imaginate. Yes. Well, Shakespeare did it all the time. He made up tons of words that didn't exist. It doesn't rhyme. I'm going to put a word in that doesn't exist. Ergo, imaginate, it now exists. Oh. So go to Merriam-Webster, go to, to Collins, go to the Oxford, the Cambridge, all the dictionaries. Imaginate. Yeah. I bet you imagine. I'm going to, I'm going to just check. So, so Gareth, so Gareth. So where, where again can they find this project? What was the site called again? GitHub. Yay, GitHub. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, GitHub. Um, uh, I just like to point out. Oh no, I thought it was. Ah uh, damn. I just checked to see if imaginate was a real word. It's not. It. It. it uh, I just checked. Bing to made it look GitHub. like it was. I'll just check to see. GitHub <laughs> was actually actually a real site as well because that would have been. I'll hilarious. be honest. With you. I'll be honest with you. We could set up a rival to GitHub and call it GitHub. GitHub, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. What was the name of that monkey that everyone that got shot? M monkey what? There's a, there's a gorilla that got shot. Sorry, not monkey. Oh. No, Harabi. Could have him as the the King mascot. Kong. He was shot. King Kong. Mo uh, but yeah, we could have him as the, the Joe thing. Young. Joe Young. Marty Joe Young. Jodie Foster. Jodie, Jodie Foster. It was Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. <laughs> Jodie Foster got shot. Um, anyway. Yeah. I was doing... Come on, man. I was doing well. You've done very so, well. Right. Next next time, next time we get one of those ones where it's got tons of, like... Numbers. RP, no, that... No. And the numbers? Project. <laughs> yes. It's a, it was just a... That, that's... The nerds. I'm sorry, nerds. No. Bad nerds. Name sensible things. And on that note, we're going to finish up the podcast here. Thank you very much for listening. Um, don't tell anyone I fucked up as much as possible. It's our secret, no. okay? The podcast listeners get this as a secret that uh, only they know about. So, uh, Babster, if you care to say goodbye. Goodbye, all. Thanks for listening. Then we'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye. Bye.